Hello and welcome. My name is Courtney Whitney. I'm a tenacious follower of Jesus, an army wife, and a mother to six precious souls, two of whom came to a special delivery from China. We own a big red van that carts our tribe around. On this podcast, we explore stories of ordinary people living bravely. We're so glad you've joined us for this conversation from the BRV. everyone to get to know Sanjana Darnall, and I'm so excited to have you on our podcast, Sanjana. Um, Sanjana was adopted from India, and how old were you, Sanjana, when that Eleven. Happened? Eleven. Okay, you were 11. So why don't you introduce yourself, um, how old you are now, where you grew up, who your parents are, how many siblings you have, that kind of fun stuff. Tell us about that. My name is Sanjana. I... I am 19 years old. My parents are Barry and Margot Darnell. I have three sisters. Haley is the oldest and she's married and has three kids. Heather is the second oldest. She just got engaged. Oh, yay. And then Hannah is the third oldest. I just graduated high school and I'm about to go to college at EKU, Eastern Kentucky University. My major will be criminology and my minor psychology. Okay, good for you. So just starting out here in college land, that's exciting. So Sanjana, how old were you? You said 11 when your parents adopted you. Um, so what do you, I mean, that's old enough to kind of, um, I feel, well, I have memories prior to being 11. Um, so what do you remember about India, about the orphanage, about, um, about your life in India? My orphanage was a very nice orphanage. We had a gated area, security guards 24-7, cameras on the main floor. We also had like three different types of kids. Some would have parents, but they would only visit their parents during holidays. And then some were orphans and then some were just transferring back and forth from one orphanage to the other, depending on the age. Some orphanage will keep kids a little longer than others. For example, mine, you have the girls had to leave the orphanage at age 18, and the guys have to leave at age 12. Whoa, wow. What's, it was, do you know why that, that's how it was? We are, we are very protective, so guys, in our mind, were not that great um, because they have done harm to many girls. Mm. And so at that orphanage, many older guys would come and work, but they could never stay. And girls and guys were always separated. Mm. Um, Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, um, when you came to the U.S., what were some of the hard things that were kind of, um, oh, please do, Sintana. Sorry. There's more. Tell me more. I was going to say, I love taking care of babies. There were about 200 kids in my orphanage. Oh, in the orphanage, you helped take care of the babies? Oh, that's so fun. The first floor was all about the kids. 
there are like 11 floors and so 11 and 12 were senior people but we weren't allowed to go there um, and then uh, the tent was was allowed but most the older kids stayed in that area um, hmm. I love to hang out with my friends. Mm. I had a very good friend named Sunita. Mm. She was more like an older sister to me. Okay. Um, I love spending time. Um, on weekends, we got to watch TV and play outside a lot. Um, running was my favorite sport. So mm. I always loved that. And it might surprise you, but I was a wild kid. <laughs> I hated naps, and uh, so I would sneak out of uh, the room and play outside. I also did not like school. We went to a private school, and so you would have to wear certain uniform. And so to lose <coughs> some parts of your uniform, you could not go to school. So when I did not want to go to school, I would hide hmm. my things. That way, I would I couldn't go. You couldn't go. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I, I was a tough kid. Oh. Um, I got in trouble at school a lot. Did you? Yes. I always slept in class. Oh um, no. Um, but I was still able to go um from different grades. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> so, um, so tell me, Sanjana, what were the circumstances um, of how you ended up in the orphanage? Is there a, do you, do you have? I heard I had some older ladies who would come and visit us. They told me that I was brought in the orphanage by a police officer because uh, my grandfather passed away. He was the one who took care of me, but that's all the information I know about me. Hmm. I was probably three months old when I was brought to the orphanage. So I was the only kid who lived the longest in that orphanage. Hmm. Really? Yes. Okay. Because mo- most younger kids were adopted quickly, and the older kids had to live, uh, leave at a certain age. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, what what parts of of being adopted are fond memories for you? Meeting my sisters. Um, I was a little bummed that they weren't babies because that's what I was expecting. <laughs> I loved my sisters. Um, it surprised me that I had my own room because I was so used to sharing everything with the kids around me in the orphanage. Um, hmm. I remember getting my first Marathi Bible. Mm. Uh, I even copied some of it on a piece of paper oh. in my language. Yeah. Um, I also remember getting my own dog. Oh. Um, I loved animals. It, it was my first time seeing so many different types of animals. Mm. I would go crazy if I saw a deer. Yeah. Um, and That's then so 
Um, it was amazing to watch my oldest nephew grow up because I have never seen a baby grow from from being a tiny baby to a five-year-old. Huh. So I thought it was amazing watching uh-huh. him grow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And what were the hard parts about assimilating into the United States? Um, like, what did you have to get used to? say language was a big one. Okay. Uh, my parents did not know my language. Right. Uh, so we had a hard time communicating back and forth. Mm. Uh, however, we, uh, my sister Heather had a friend who had a mutual friend and he was an Indian mm. and he knew my language. And so whenever I struggled with my parents, uh, they would call him, and I would communicate back and forth with him. Wow. Um, and so that kind of gave me a little security. Yeah. Um, and then food was a big change. I did not eat meat in India because of being a Hindu. Um, the closest thing I, would, I ate was an egg. Um, at school, sometimes we would trade lunches, and so I got to eat that. Um, so it took me a while eating chicken and hamburger and knowing that they weren't bad to eat. Um, and then clothing was a different thing. I got hot easily because uh, Indian clothes are a lot different materials than American clothes mm. and so I wouldn't get hot wearing long sleeves in India but in the U.S. I would. Um, seasons were a big change. It was my first time seeing snow mm. and seeing so many trees and flowers bloom and that gave me an excitement of enjoying outdoors so much. Mm. And so and then my hardest part was being alone. Mm. Most of my sisters were out of the house, and so I did not like being alone. I was so used to being surrounded by kids that I hated being alone. Mm. I, I would rather go see anybody if I wanted to, mm. go to my neighbors and play. but. I struggled of being the only kid in the house, mm. and so yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would be quite a switch. I guess I didn't realize how the you know the age gap between your sisters and then not having. I would imagine, yeah, orphanage yeah. life was like yeah. kids everywhere all the time. Yes. Um, anyway, to yeah, that would be a big switch. Um, so, what were were there any specific challenges to becoming? You know, a daughter to your parents were there. You mentioned the language barrier. Um, anything else that was just kind of challenging relationally with them, or um, was it a pretty smooth transition? It, it took some time getting um, used to my parents mm. because I was used to having several bosses. Mm. Um, over me and um, and so <coughs> sometimes I wouldn't even listen to them mm. and the fact that I didn't get to always do what I wanted to do mm. was a big challenge for me 
Um, also, homeschooling. I was so used to going um, to a school that full of kids that uh, homeschooling was a lot challenging for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't like school. Sometimes said I did not want to do it. Yes. Um, but mom got me out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> she told me we were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom was like, this is happening. Yes, authority was a big part for me. Okay. Um, Interesting. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. What do you remember about your parents coming to get you? Like, what... What memories stick out? What were you thinking or feeling when you first met them or um, how that? I was excited Mm -hmm. in the beginning because um, I was just surprised that I was being adopted. Mm -hmm. Um, I even told all of my friends and they couldn't believe me. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I started to know that I was leaving my home Mm -hmm. and my friends, Forever, I started to get sad. Mm. I did not want to leave them because I knew I could not see some of them um, since they would have to leave the orphanage soon. And so I I was really sad about that. Um, And then I remember I thought I would live in a mansion uh, with lots of land, but that didn't happen. (laughs) So... That's funny. Uh, so just maybe kind of a mixed feeling of like, I'm excited that people are, I'm going to have a set of parents, but yeah, leaving everything yes. you'd ever known was enormous yeah. and, and friends that mm-hmm. you had connected. So has your walk with Christ been influenced by being adopted? Tell me, tell me about that. Yes. Since my parents brought me up in a Christian um, home, I was able to learn about God, who who he who he is, and what he did. Um, I remember during my homeschool time, uh, we would read the Bible every morning and memorize scripture. Um, even though I didn't fully understand it, I was able to memorize so many Bible verses. And then as I got to understand the Bible, um, I started asking my parents so many questions um, about God and Christ. And the best way I understood the Gospel was from the three verses in the Bible, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then Romans 10, 9-10, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And so that, that was the best way that helped me understand the gospel and I gave my life to Christ. Mm. Did you have any exposure to Christianity when you were in India? I actually did. Um, I remember going to school. We would pass a Catholic school and it had Jesus on the cross 
Um, I never knew the meaning, but I know that we prayed to him. So he was like one of our gods. Mm. Um, Interesting. So that, that was the closest I mean. So he was part, okay, so you grew up in the Hindu yes, world. Yes, he had okay. several gods, and so he was like one of them. Okay. Interesting. Was that confusing to you to come to the U.S. and be like, wait a minute, so these other gods aren't I real? I never fully grasped the idea of Hinduism. I just grew up um, in it. Um, so it's not, I wasn't like a true Hindu believer. Mm. I, I just did what other people did. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how God blinded me from truly knowing that. He opened my eyes uh, um, to Christianity easily. Hmm. Interesting. Did you have questions about that? Like, why, um, you know, when you came to the U.S., did you say, wait a minute, this isn't what Hindus believe? Or was it just, like you said, it was just cultural and this is kind of how we do things in India and that's, I'm done with that? It, it, it did take me a while because... We, I remember sometimes in our school projects we would collect pictures of different gods um, and so I remember having one at home and my mom would just tell me how they're false, they're not real um, and so it, it took me a while to realize that there's only one true God mm. the others don't exist and they're made out of hands but Christ is not. He existed even before the earth was created. Mm -hmm. so. Hmm. That's fascinating. Um, <clears throat> so, Sanjana, what is something you wish your parents had known or done differently in relation to understanding you um, as their child? And what was something you felt like they did really well? I kind of wish they knew my language. Mm. Um, I knew some English words. I only knew two words, hungry and bathroom. Mm. Um, and so language was mostly the biggest barrier we had. But after that, I think I bonded with them. <coughs> okay. So, did they do anything specific that helped you bond? Was there anything that you you remember them doing? Or was it just kind of the day in, day out, um, you know, living and, and doing life together? Um, I remember <coughs> that they would do a lot of fun things with me. Uh, uh, for, like, uh, going to church, uh, uh, being with kids really helped me. Mm. I remember my first VBS. Then I always hung out with my cousin, who was my neighbor, and so we went to the zoo together and did some, a lot of fun things. Oh, that's so. so fun. It seems like the transition was not, I mean, not intense. It, it seemed like, I mean, I, I understand the language barrier was very big, but, um, but it wasn't this... Um, over, I'm overwhelming thing, I guess. Um, 
So if there's anything, Sanjana, that you could tell parents of adopted children. Sorry. Oh, yeah, please, Sanjana. I didn't answer the second question. Oh, please tell me. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. So, so what did they do uh, well? I'm yeah. glad that they raised me up in a Christian home. Yes. And they have loved and cared for me very well and still are. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so great. That's That's awesome. Good. Great. I don't want, yeah, I certainly don't want to cut you off. <laughs> I want you to tell me all the things. <laughs> uh, so, it, yeah, so now um, me being an adoptive mom, you obviously know that. Um, what would you tell parents of adopted children? Like, what would you want them to know um, or something that, that maybe, you know, they're not aware of that they, they could use? Um, I would say patience and endurance mm. um, are very much necessary in the adoption pro- process. Um, in my opinion, younger kids were adopted a lot quicker than older kids because older kids were more challenging than younger kids. Um, especially if an older kid knows their past very well. It could take them a while that sometimes I remember that there'll be people adopting, uh, there'll be people trying to adopt older kids, but it wouldn't turn out well that they would return them. Mm. And so, uh, me being adopted as an older kid um, really surprised me. And so, mm. Patience and endurance is very much needed mm-hmm. in that process. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, once you come home, just kind of um, patience through the process of adjusting to yes. life and, here yeah. and um, the different things that you had to adjust to. Yes. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> I just, I can't, I think of, you know, Isaac and Sayla, mm-hmm. our kids, are 11 right now. And I I can't, I, I just can't imagine them going, you know, literally to another the other side of the world and having to adjust to, say, Indian culture and how things are done mm-hmm. over there and the clothes and the food and the language and... <clears throat> um, I mean, that's mind-boggling. So very yes. challenging, very challenging that you <laughs> that you went through that. Um, so any other areas, Jenna, that you want to kind of talk to our audience about um, as an adult adoptee? I have a, you know, plethora of listeners that we're adoptive parents, but, you know, our kids aren't adults yet. Sure. <laughs> so... Um, anything that you might want to share with them that could be helpful or help them understand their their children in a in a general way, or um, anything you want to expound on? I would say that uh, it's good to let the kids know that they can always remember their original home. Mm-hmm and that they can go back and visit mm. if they wanted to, but they're not required to forget forget their past. Mm. And so I remember going back to India mm. with my parents and mm. my sister Hina. I was excited and nervous. I got to see my orphanage. Mm. Um, 
but it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be. I was sad that some of my friends were gone. Mm. Um, the orphanage itself has changed, and I was really sad that I feel like I didn't belong in India anymore because mm. I, I don't wear their clothes anymore. I don't eat the food they eat. And especially when I couldn't speak my own language, mm. and so I feel like I couldn't connect with it. Um, and I was sad how there were just so many gods, and, um, uh, like statues in my orphanage. I got to see some of my bosses. There was one lady who knew me since I was brought to the orphanage and she was in her 90s. And, oh my! And so I was happy I got to see her. Wow. Um, I also got to see a nurse who really helped me with my medical problems a lot. Hmm. Um, and then I got, I got to see a couple of friends but I wasn't really close to them. Um, as I was in my other, as I was with my other friends. Sure. And so, and then we also got to see the Taj Mahal, the mm. Himalayas. Interesting. I have never seen those. Oh. Because I have never gone out of my orphanage mm. to, to another city. I was always in Mumbai. Um, and so, um, I was happy I got to see those. Interesting. Um, and then we got to visit my friend's orphanage, um, John Donger Dibe. He was the one who helped me um, with uh, my Marathi. Like, he, he's mm. the one who knew my language. Yes. And so uh, he had an orphanage of his own. Mm. Um, and we got to go there and spend time with the kids there. So uh, that was one of my favorite memories of going back to India. I even got to share my testimony at his orphanage. So. Cool. Yeah. That's really great. Cool. So you're saying, yeah, with 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 adoptive parents like me, just letting letting adoptive children remember where they came from, just kind of. Um, appreciating their culture yes. and um, you know letting them uh, not forget I guess um, right. and enjoy that mm, with yeah. them. I actually learned more about India after being adopted than when I was uh, when I was there. Yeah <laughs> yeah I, we have talked about that with Evan and Poppy you know they were just two when we picked them up but um you know, we've always said if they are interested in going back, and, and I think that would be true of them. You know, they were only two, so I don't know how much, you know, has stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it would be true of them, too, to kind of understand their culture a little more yes. if we go over there when they're older and mm-hmm. can um, pick up, you know, what's yeah. going on over in but, China. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, having siblings can be challenging. Like, if you were to get a uh, set that... Uh, we're siblings mm. um, it can be tra- challenging because uh, um, they would talk to each other in their language so it would take them a while mm. to learn a different language yes um, and so yes 
Do you know what agency your parents used when they came to get you? Do you remember what? I do not. Don't know. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I'm just curious because I know not all agencies work in India, so I wasn't yes. quite sure how that worked. But, yeah. but, um, but it, it's amazing how I learned from my mom that um, as they were in the process of getting me, they were shutting down adoption mm. um, in India. I don't know if it still is, um, but we're, um, people were not allowed to adopt kids in India. Mm. So. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's pretty intense. Great. Well, anything else you'd like to share, Sanjana? Anything off the top of your head that you want to put out there into the world? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I'm so grateful that you decided to talk with me about this. Thank you for allowing me to do this. Yes, I love it. I love the perspective of a, you know, an adult adopting. Like I said, I don't. I'm just, I'm not around a lot of adult adoptees, so to have that perspective and what my children might, you know, eventually um, be able to share with somebody else, I don't know. But it's just such a great perspective to have when, um, yeah, about adoption. So I love it. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to this conversation from the BRB. We hope you enjoyed the discussion and that it inspires you to live out your own brave story.